0: Hello and welcome to another Mlex podcast. My name's James Paniki. I'm Mlex's Australasian Managing Editor. I'm coming to you from our offices in Melbourne, Australia. Now the Cambridge Analytica scandal is weaving its way through lawsuits and regulatory reviews across the globe. You'll already know the broad outlines of the scandal. A UK-based political consultancy, Cambridge Analytica, is alleged to have harvested the personal data from the profiles of 87 million Facebook users without their consent. That That data was then used for political campaigns. Now the story emerged through media reports in 2017 and 2018. It wiped billions off Facebook's market capitalisation and culminated in Mark Zuckerberg's testifying before the US Congress. And here we are in 2019 and Facebook is involved in litigation in a US jurisdiction, the Northern District of California, and that lawsuit is all about privacy. Amy Miller is MLex's Senior Correspondent for Privacy and Data Security. She's based in San Francisco and has been following this lawsuit. Hello, Amy. Hi, James. Now, walk me through this case one step at a time. Firstly, Facebook has been telling the court that the users affected by the Cambridge Analytica affair uh, had no expectation of privacy. What exactly does that mean? What is the argument that Facebook was putting forward there?
1: Well, Facebook has argued that users don't have a right to privacy after they share information with their friends on social media. And even if they did, uh, even if they did have an expectation of privacy, they haven't been harmed sufficiently to have standing to sue in in U.S. federal court um, because they argue that they agreed to to Facebook's sharing of, of their information with their friends on social media.
0: So in other words, Amy, the moment you share something on Facebook, there is an expectation that that will be disseminated. And so you can't you can't argue that you wanted uh, privacy, your privacy protected on that front.
1: Exactly, exactly. That, That got quite a bit of media attention when Facebook made that argument in court. Yes.
0: And the judge hearing the case has rejected that particular claim. What did he say?
1: Yes, uh, he rejected it really categorically. He said Facebook's quote-unquote uh, Facebook's argument could not be more wrong. He said that when you share sensitive information with a, with an audience, uh, whether you intended it to, to the audience to be limited or not, you retain privacy rights, and you can sue someone for violating them.
0: In other words, if there is a limited audience, you can still have some expectation uh, of privacy. It's not like sending something out and publishing it to the wide world. It's not like sending something out on Twitter. There is an expectation of privacy, even if it's just a a bunch of friends.
1: That's exactly right.
0: And there was a further argument put forward by Facebook, and that was that even if users had had an expectation of privacy, they hadn't been tangibly harmed now, walk me through that, uh, that that logic. What is Facebook arguing there?
1: Well, Facebook argues that, like I said, that they had agreed to this sharing of information and that uh, it, they didn't suffer any harm from it. And, and to, to have standing to sue in U.S. federal court, you have to demonstrate some sort of harm, either tangible or intangible. And... Um, Chabria really uh, rejected that argument. He said that that, too, is wrong. He says that federal law has long recognized that a privacy invasion is the kind of injury that can be addressed in federal court, uh, even if it doesn't lead to some sort of secondary economic injury like identity theft.
0: Yeah. So in the case of identity theft, you can obviously tally up all of the damage you've incurred. uh, But with a loss of privacy, that is more subjective. But nonetheless, the judge is adamant that uh, it it is a real damage that the person has suffered.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Now, on a recent development, the uh, US House subcommittee uh, that's looking into this issue has sent uh, the tech companies, including Facebook, a set of questions. What kind of information is the committee trying to elicit there?
1: The, the main thrust of those questions is is Facebook's relationship with apps and how much access they've been given. And did Facebook try to limit access in an anti-competitive manner is what they're trying to find out. And, and among those questions, tucked kind of down several pages in, is a question about... Facebook's arguments in this court case. Uh, They pointed to uh, Mark Zuckerberg's statements in earlier this year that Facebook was going to become more privacy-oriented and they asked how can you reconcile Mark Zuckerberg's statement that you're going to become a more privacy-oriented platform with your lawyer's comments in court that users have no expectation of privacy and they said who are you lying to us or the court? So um, they're wanting some information yeah.
0: Now in terms of the case that you're following at the moment in uh, California, is this likely to be something that all users of Facebook uh, in the U.S. could theoretically sign up to, or is it a bit more circumscribed than that?
1: It's a bit more limited than that. So far, the judge has said that um, it's only applies to Facebook users who set up their accounts before 2009, uh, that, that users who set up before 2009 never consented to the practice of allowing third parties to access their information. And they adequately allege that users never consented to Facebook's practices of allowing some apps and businesses to sell To sell their information.
0: And Amy, just to be clear, that 2009 uh, threshold that's been mentioned, that is as a result of changes to the privacy policy in that year, right?
1: I believe so, yes.
0: So Amy, where to next? What are the next steps in this Californian lawsuit?
1: Well, Facebook will have more opportunities to try to get this case dismissed, and it really just depends on those upcoming arguments. If the case moves forward, then it will go toward summary judgment, where the judge will weigh the evidence in the case and decide if, if it should be heard before a jury. And if that happens, if, if, if the judge lets that case move forward from summary judgment, then that's probably going to encourage Facebook to try to settle this case. I, I think that, that uh, Losing this motion to dismiss might be some enticement to Facebook to try to settle this case as well, um, but I'm guessing they're going to try to fight it, and then it will go toward class certification. If it passes all of those hurdles, if, if the plaintiffs win on summary judgment, then they'll actually certify the size of the class, and that's when the, the parameters of, of the class will come into play. You know, are, are folks eligible only if they set up their account before 2009, or people who set up their accounts after that? Eligible as well to be part of the class, and that all just depends on 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 what the judge decides going forward. It's it's all uncertain at this point, but it, it's it's not a good sign for Facebook on this this that they've lost this so so categorically that they've lost this uh, argument initially.
0: Amy, I'm off to review my privacy settings right away. So <laughs> so thank you very much for taking me through the detail. Thanks for all of your reporting on these issues.
1: Yes, thank you, James.
0: Amy Miller is MLEX's Senior Correspondent for Privacy and Data Security, and she reports for us from Silicon Valley. And you'll find a link to this and other stories at our website, mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X, marketinsight, all one word, dot com. Go to Insight Center and check out the editor's picks. And while you're there, you can take a look at our podcast page. There are plenty of regulatory conversations from our reporters around the world, if that's what you're into. And while you're there, don't forget to download download our recent special report on Australia's groundbreaking digital markets inquiry. And from me, James Paniki, thank you very much for your company. I'll see you again soon. Bye for now.